everybody. Welcome to GSC Friday. I'm your host, Dean Sage. Oh my gosh, I am excited. I am just totally, oh, absolutely excited, excited, excited because for like two months, I've been trying to arrange this little tryst and I have finally made it happen. I have Brendan. Say hey, Brendan. Hi. And I have Jackson Raddick. Jackson, oh my gosh. On the other side of the world in the daylight. How are you today? I'm fantastic. On your new day off. Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, now, is this a permanent thing, or are we going to be connecting on on our on these Tuesday, Wednesdays now? It'll probably be Wednesday, Thursdays. My days off are changing a little bit, but we'll see how we go. Okay. All right. Well, as long as as long as we get you every other week or so, we are very excited. So obviously, you did the one on one with me, and we got to just do a whole rundown of the stuff with your music and things. So hopefully, people are extremely familiar with you. Um, has anything happened? Have you made any new steps? Have you gotten any closer to the release of the Eminence? Well, um, I've recorded another two songs, which is exciting. So I've only got three more to do, and then I'm done. Very exciting. So you're it's home stretch almost. Yes. Now I wanted to clarify something because I was actually thinking of this and I know we talked about it, but I didn't actually like make it a point. You create your own beats. You are your own beats producer, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Because Brendan is uh amazing at lyrics and and melody and things, but one of the things that he still works with is other beats producers. So that's another reason why I want to get to the two of you connected. Now Brendan, you've had a lot going on this last week. Like Yeah. Little the, little you, much. You, <laughs> you said that you had some some surprises. Um should should we do the first surprise? Should we do the should we do the audio surprise or the visual surprise? Which one do you want to do first? Um let's do the visual surprise first. Okay, so you guys are gonna hear just right now the very exclusive um, beginning of a brand new single. So we're going to cut to that right now. Wait, the single's the visual? I thought the single would be the audio. Oh, you said visual? Yeah. See, I didn't even listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? Take Dean over. just doesn't like to listen to me. Take so over. anyway, the visual surprise, which is now totally like, now it's just going to be anticlimactic. I don't even know. No, because anyway. I'm going to edit it. <laughs> no, I think that you should include all this. I think, I think, it, I think it's... Just, just to like show to that people... we do make mistakes when we record. No, he just likes to show that I fuck up. That's like his favorite thing to do. No, I just think that it makes for funnier podcast. Probably. All right. So the visual, <laughs> what's the visual surprise? Um, last night I had a Skype uh, conversation with a creator of a new series called Youth. And it's going to be on YouTube and might be distributed to other stuffs. Um, but I am got cast as a character in it. Which is totally exciting. And um, actually, Jackson, that's probably one of the things that we will see you doing not not that long from now. Because as we talked on the last podcast, acting and independent film and independent TV is sort of definitely your thing. Um, how young do you think you could play, though? That's that's like, well, what's what age? What age can you go down to? Because I know that you can young down. I know I've seen you oh, do it. Before. I can I can young right down to 16, 17 if I shave my face and clipper all my body. Pretty easy. <laughs> it's a it is it is amazing to me because I there are certain studios that you've worked for that are like they want like the twink, I'm using this in quotes. And mm-hmm. then there's other studios that you've worked for that allowed you to actually be a man. Um and it's it's startling sometimes because I look at the photos and I'm like, oh shit. That's was the this same when person. he was eighteen <laughs> or was this now? Like I can't like I literally can't even tell what like what time frame. I have to actually go through and look at the scene partner to figure out when the photo was taken anymore. Well, it's it's really weird because when I worked with my first company, I had to shave every single day. 
they always made me like wear my hair really flat and really long. And I was just like, oh, I feel like such a little kid because outside of like filming, like I do let my facial hair grow out. I do like having chest hair and being a man. But whenever I go into scenes, they try to like take my age away and make me look like a little kid again. Well, I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast because I definitely think that we have a big, big problem with like gay erotica and just gay like beauty in general being like, Super, super young. Ugh. We can, we can, we can. It, it, it literally, it literally verges on pedophilia. Like that's like when I worked with my first company, I was always a schoolboy, always. Oh, that's like you know, I completely block it out. Like I know that you're playing a schoolboy, but I just honestly like I I don't even concentrate on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's other things to concentrate on, I'm sure. Yes. Um, and now it sounds like I watch your porn all the time. I actually, and this, I should point, I should point this out. I actually very rarely watch porn with the people that I know. And I kind of know a lot of people. Yeah. So I've actually anyway. never, I've never seen any of my scenes. I've seen a trailer once and that was too much. So I'd have never seen a scene of my own. Now, would you watch something that you were in that wasn't porn? Like a, like a, a film or a, a TV show? Well, like when I worked um, in Europe last, the film Swim Boy that I was in, there's mm-hmm. like a non-erotic version of it, which is on DVD, like hard copy. And I got the first ever like full hard copy. Ooh. I've got that and I watched that because I hadn't seen it before. So I watched that and that was an interesting experience. Brendan, do you rewatch? I mean, obviously you edit your stuff, but do you ever sit down and rewatch something that you filmed before? I actually do. For some reason, I can rewatch stuff that um, I've like filmed, but I can't re-listen to something that I've recorded if it's not music. Oh, so you've never actually listened to the podcast? I've listened to it once. I don't know why. Something about just hearing my voice but not seeing. There's there's something weird about it. I don't know why. All completely mental, but. As, as we all are. Um, I actually have to point out a small technical thing. We, we have Jackson on his beautiful, wonderful microphone that I'm assuming he uses to record his music. And if you didn't know it, he has a deep bass voice. Um, I think a lot of the times the dynamic mics that we've used to record you in the past have kind of brought in your voice at very with all the high tones there. So if you're enjoying Jackson's voice more fully, that has to do with good audio quality, which we're trying to bring to the podcast. Um, and that's why we do things like the Patreon account, which we will talk to you about a little bit at the end there. But dun, we have dun, 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 plugging. Yes, uh, we have <laughs> we we have one more surprise that we'll we'll hit at the end of the podcast, uh, the audio surprise. But we have to actually kind of pat ourselves on the back, at least. Brendan and I do. Um, we managed to talk about Colton Haynes literally the week before he did his whole announcement. And we weren't talking about his sexuality. We weren't talking about anything like that. But we were talking about like the fact that he was hiding his gay photo shoot past. Um, and now it turns out he actually addressed some of those things and said that he actually uh, was told to play it down, to keep it under his hat, to not talk about it in order to get like more masculine roles um so first of all i mean i i think it's kind of a really cool deal for him to talk about it publicly although i don't think that he has to and jackson i kind of wanted to ask you this question like do you feel that you as a celebrity has a responsibility to like share all aspects of your personal life with the public just because they want you to well i i don't i I, it's like like you kind of know what i'm like a little bit from having spoken to each other so much but 
like with people that I'm comfortable with inside the industry, I open up and obviously share parts of my personal life, but I've always approached the industry that I work in kind of at an arm's distance anyway. So I'm always, when I'm at work, I'm Jackson. I don't Mm. like to mix the two, but that's just my personal preference. Now, Brandon, you were telling me that, like, because you've kind of gone back and forth on on the issue. Like, do you think that you would keep, like, boyfriend or even eventual husbands off to the side? Or um, would they sort of be involved in, like, Brendan John, the the figure? See, I think it would be completely up to the other person. Like, obviously, if I was only dating the person for, like, a little bit, I wouldn't be like, hey, let's put you all over my social media and all that fun jazz. But, like, if I date them for a few months or more longer than that and they don't care whether or not, then I would post a picture here or there or do that fun stuff. Like, I'm one of those weird people that, like, when I watch a YouTuber, like, uh, Colleen Ballinger just got married last year and she, like, vlogged the wedding. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, like I, 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 I like the idea of doing that, but I just, I'm just really like self-conscious of my, like my personal life is the one aspect because of the work that I've done is the one aspect of me that no one knows about. So it's well, for me. I think personally what's fun is you can show, social media is all about showing basically like what you want people, people to see. To see. So, like, you can hide aspects of your personal life, but show all the things that you want the other person to see. Mm. No, I agree. There does seem to be, you know, a, a trend. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing things like Snapchat um, for business. And, like, people, I mean, obviously, I think people have a desire to be inside. You know, they want to know everything. They want to be behind the scenes on everything. And um, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, I, like I, I actually sit here some days going, okay, could I vine or snapchat this and i'm like sitting at my computer tweaking the color correction dials one decibel at a time i'm like this is boring as fuck (laughs) like i don't want to do it and everyone already knows i'm telling about social media so like even if i had a boyfriend he might not even end up on it just because of how bad i am at social media that is true that is true um, well, I mean, so we, we need to give a, a congratulations to Colton. Um, obviously, I think that the point that I wanted to make was that it, it's not his responsibility. I don't even want to call it coming out because he just made a, an announcement, but he had been out. I mean, people knew it was, I, I mean, it was an open secret in a matter of ways. But, you know, he also talked about having to act 24-7 and how exhausting that is. Um, and that's kind of, I don't know, that's, that's kind of, that was my disappointment is that as much as times are changing, we still do expect our public personas to like, act for us you know so and you guys both said like you know, you show people what you want and then those are people that are like on social media all the time you know there are they constantly playing a role to make the fans happy i don't know um but it does lead us into a good transition which is the true colors you know showing off our true colors and kesha just released a song called true colors um so obviously we talked about this on the podcast as well this is kind of i guess a recap episode um but we you know we, we went into the contract disputes that uh kesha was having with uh sony and unfortunately some of those legal battles have been uh decided against her so there's still kind of a limbo going on but she is starting a new tour called true colors and that's in a couple of weeks here and she will be appearing at the pittsburgh pride um which is also really cool uh some of our listeners and some of my friends are just stoked to go see it 
Um, but what I found kind of interesting about this this whole thing is that um, you really do sign your life away. And I know that, that Jackson, you and I kind of talked about that when we were doing your show the last time. And this is just another example of how um, if you're not careful, you can end up almost an indentured servant to the uh, creative forces in the world. I mean, so like with me, when I realized that I wasn't getting what I needed from the company I was working with and that I was having better opportunities put in front of me and was being told, no, I can't do it because it's like a conflict of interest or they're a competitor in the industry or a very similar industry. That's basically what I was told. So no, you can't do it. And when I raised it with them, my scenes were cut down to almost nothing. They requested that I would pay for parts of my flights and pay for my own accommodation. So they were stripping away all the luxuries that I had because they knew that I was, I I don't even think at that point, I don't even think I was like interested in leaving. I was just phrasing it to say, Hey, can I still do this and still be with you guys and like mutually build something between myself and your company and it didn't work. So I just gave them the middle finger and said, well, fuck you, I'll pay you out. We definitely don't enjoy watching these contract disputes, but Kesha is um, is a horrendous example, but not the only example. And so uh, I'm really glad to see that people are supporting her. But I think that like a lot of other things that we talk about on this podcast, um, we all need to kind of pitch in and uh, start to make changes. And I think that we need to stop allowing uh, companies, I'm not just talking about porn, although they, they kind of do have a those sort of the, the worst reputation, but we need to stop allowing companies to take advantage of naivete and take advantage of youth in the way that they do. Um, and you know, your money does vote the places you spend the money, the places you give the money, um, and the things that you, you know, buzz and tweet about that all has an effect on the bottom line and the treatment of performers and those kind of things, which is something that the podcast is always committed to helping to change and things. Um, but actually speaking about, um, public nudity and uh, <laughs> blowhards with uh, too much power. Uh, so West Hollywood, um, had sort of the, the I don't know, the homeland of the gays. I don't know how it got that way because it, it wasn't. Like it, San Francisco obviously has a long history and New York has a very long history. But West Hollywood now is sort of, you know, the, the place, WeHo. And uh, so their Pride Festival is coming up as most of the cities are for the next two or three months. We'll see prides popping up everywhere. But one thing that they've done this year that's really made people angry, but is also sort of indicative of gays in general, is that they have renamed it the Pride Music Festival. They've cut the venues down because apparently the budget was cut, but there's not always like a a correlation between those two. And um, there's a lot of worry that, you know, basically it's going to become a Coachella or just a music festival. Um, but I mean, let's, let's take the, let's take the devil's advocate here. Um, Brendan, I feel like gays and music are sort of peas in a pod. It, it, I mean, it seems like gays have their stands, um, you know, is this a thing? Is this wait, the new thing? Is so this the new gay? It's not going to be, so it's just music. Well, they, I guess the parades are still happening, but they're talking about cutting parts of them and not having time for some of them. And of course the parade is sort of the point of pride in some ways and yeah. public and then, nudity like, and all that stuff. I haven't been to too many prides. I've only been to uh, Philly pride and I've been to New York pride twice, except last time I was at New York pride, I did not go to anything. I just went to a club for like the entire day. <laughs> like, so I don't, 
I don't have too much knowledge well, but, actually of pride. But, do but you, I mean, do you think that sort of gaze and music and is that, is that sort of the new, is that our new thing? Is that sort of a declaration of the new gay culture that's going forward? You know, are, do they have a point with this? Um, I guess there's a little point. I don't know what, one of the things that I enjoyed when I went to the pride uh, at Penn's Landing in Philly was that, are they still going to have like all their, ta- I don't even know. I've never been to WeHo. No, they're cutting, they're cutting down tables. Like basically everything that isn't related to music and music venues seems to be getting apps in some way. That was always fun. Like going around to the different tables, seeing like who supported, see, getting different, like a goodie bag and getting all like the fun stuff. And then usually there would be a headliner that wasn't a music person it it was a comedian like last year we had fran drescher the year before that we had uh what's her name um aisha tyler and like i liked having the comedians too so not just music the yeah but and then you know is sort of is it a festival or is it a celebration like jackson i know that australia has it's a difference you know history with things and in some ways um you know the the gay community there is still fighting um, for representation in ways that um, maybe the American community has sort of gotten over or, or already won. Um, what's, I mean, what, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that pride still has a place? You know, does it still, is it how we teach our history to ourselves or, you know, should we just be moving along with the times and doing more festival things that the young gays want to see? Well, like in Australia, like Sydney Mardi Gras is one of the biggest gay pride events in the world and it has been for a long time like sydney mardi gras is bigger than new york pride like it's it's phenomenal how big the event is like the budget for it last year was 14 million dollars for this week-long event like and there's lots of crowdfunding for it like that's a government allocated amount oh interesting the government actually gives to that yeah like our our governments this year supported it wholeheartedly for the last four years it's been up and down like sporadically depending on what party is Mm -hmm. in government because we've had a lot of political changes in the last four years like prime ministers in and out and so on but i think like for pride events and like mardi gras like i think like the gay community as a whole like we have like if you look at the group as a collective, like in a very general, like loose group. Like we are very successful with music, with art, with all these different elements. And I think that if you look at Sydney Mardi Gras, for example, or Sydney Pride, like all of those things are on display, like music is on display, um, art installation, like drag queens come out, which is a form of art. Like there's all these different elements that represent our our community and our people. Like I think that when you strip away these things, it kind of defeats the purpose of... But I think what we're getting at is basically if you're only including one thing, which is just music... It's, it's taking away the value of... It's taking away everything. Like at Philly Pride, they have a little bit of everything for every gay person. Basically, they have sports stuff, they have music, they have comedy, they have art, they have pretty much everything. And if you only have one thing, it's 
kind of stupid, actually. Well, it's it's not. I don't think it's it's not representative of every yeah. single person who was at the event, which is yeah. It's, it's a representation really of our pride to be gay. Well, I have I have one big question, um, and then I'm, we'll we'll get to the end of the show because I think this is the this is sort of the sticking point, and it doesn't necessarily happen at prides, but there's things like the. Uh, um, Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco where it's like much bigger but so this is the thing that I hear a lot of the advocates for normalcy and you know I don't want to get into that too much but there's a lot of people in the gay community who are like we need to act normal but what they mean by that is we need to act boring and straight um, so uh, Brendan do you think that you should be allowed to walk down the street naked in a pride event yes or no um, if it's within like the pride barriers so, but do you, do you think that you should have that right? And do you think that that is an, that is an important piece of, you know, pride is being able to do something that, or maybe not even naked, but like thongs, do you, you know what I mean? You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, like, yeah. Like, should fun. you have that ability? Should that be part of pride, you know, for yeah, the like, sake of it? When I went up to New York a few years ago, I was just wearing underwear, but no, yeah. If it's like within, I, I would understand, obviously, if you're not within like the pride parameters, like wherever it is set up then you could get in trouble probably. But like if it's within, I don't know. I feel like it's acceptable. Jackson, same question. Do you think that that is an important thing? Is, do you think that that's a, an important sort of st- signpost along the road to pride to keep that sort of the freaky things, the, the things that make everyone uncomfortable? Do you think that's something important to leave into these festivals? See, I, I disagree. I don't think that having i think underwear is fine but the like extremist public nudity like the kind of more freaky stuff i don't think is appropriate to have at pride events because like i even for me seeing stuff like that when i was at new york pride when i was working for cocky boy some of the stuff that i saw made me uncomfortable and seeing like and it's gonna sound really bad so please no one take this offensively but like when you see young, like 18, 19 year old boys walking around like so over feminized and like in Australia, and this is why I'm saying don't get offended, but like people like that create a bad stigma for people like me because I like I have like I have no issue with people who wear makeup at all or are super feminine because everyone's entitled to be themselves but it's in my country like they give me a bad representation and it embarrasses me but then on the flip side I feel like shit for feeling embarrassed because I've never been on that side well, I, of the spectrum you, you you point out the quintessential thing and i think this is why this will is a good thing to always have as an issue i think this is a good conversation to always have because this has been the problem with gay rights here in america is that people uh made that argument that we need to be more subdued more acceptable because there are you know maybe a majority of people that don't act super one thing or super another but at the same time and i think that this is the point that i'll just put on as a cap is i think that we do need to fight for everyone's right to be themselves and yeah. not try to corral everyone towards the middle just so that the power structure can give us rights. However, 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 everyone is allowed to have their feelings. And I think Jackson and Brendan have shared 
opposite, but very interesting ideas on, on both sides of that. So that's important. I think this is the conversation that you guys in Twitter and on the web, and remember, not it's not just about America, this is about the world. Like, this is something that we all need to talk about and keep the conversation going, because as we enter Pride season, it's very easy to get sucked down these rabbit holes of, is this bad? Is this good? And I think in general, we may, no matter what the question is, be losing track of the real facts, which is, we're all still fighting for each other. And if we stop that, well, that's when things are going to fall apart. So. Yeah. And like I was saying, like, I am like, I support every single, like every single person in the gay community. Like, I think that we are all fighting for the same thing. We all want the same equality that everyone else has, but it's just, I, because I consider myself not over, like I am obviously quite gay in person, but I think that I'm very, like, I'm happy to be a man and to be like in quotation marks, like very normal. But I like, I have some outrageously fabulous friends who I adore and admire, but it's just, I don't think that it's something that is necessary at events like pride in my personal opinion. Well, I guess I have the opposite standpoint on that. Um, I love going to pride and seeing everyone be whoever the fuck they want to be. Like, I love seeing everyone, either if they're really masculine, then be that masculine, whatever. If you're very feminine and you're very up and you're very jumpy and you're very blah, 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 then go be that. I know that when I go to Pride, I let myself kind of go crazy. Um... I think that pride is about not just being proud that you're gay, but really being proud of who you are and like, just yeah, just who you are and letting people see who you are. I like that. I like that a lot. No, I, I agree. We did promise a teaser. So um, before we get out of here, uh, Brendan, what is this? What is this new single called? And we're oh. about to hear a couple bars of this of of the beginning beat here. Uh, the song is called Mine. Um, and it is about being confused as hell when you are starting to see a person. Are you dating? Are you not dating? Are you just fuck buddies? All that fun jazz. And it's going to come out, um, sometime in early June. All right. So take a listen to that. And uh, Jackson, we got to hear a snippet of one of your songs the last time, which was really exciting. So if you want to hear a little bit of Jackson's music, jump on back in the show notes and go listen to that. We we did that near the end of the that podcast, and that was a really cool song. That song is about sex, mm-hmm. and Brendan's song is about sex. I'm sensing a theme. I think this is the summer of sex, as like which summer is not about sex. Um, but Jackson, uh, give us your social rundown and where where can we start looking uh, and keep in touch with the things that are coming from you. Okay, so on YouTube, uh, I have two channels. I have uh, just Jackson Raddick, and then I have my Vivo channel, which is Jackson Raddick Vivo. I have my Twitter, which is at Jackson Raddick, my Instagram, which is officially Jackson, and my website is coming out in the next month. I'm just reprogramming the shit out of it. So that's uh, www.jacksonraddick.com. 
Excellent, excellent. And um, <clears throat> Brendan, did we have anyone respond to us on Facebook this week? No, did anyone? But come? now I have like a bunch of different shits across social media. I don't know. I I know that Twitter is still to Brendan John. Mm-hmm. Instagram is Brendan John official. <laughs> don't quote me on that. I think that's what it is. Um, or is it Brendan John Music? Wait. One second. No, we had this problem last week with Brendan me as John well. Music. <laughs> no, it's Brendan John Music on uh, Instagram. Let's see what Facebook is. Well, you can actually get to Facebook by doing www.brendanjohnmusic.com because I have not created my website yet. Which we will hopefully be doing soon. So it sounds, yeah. like, it sounds like both of you are going to have your websites up very yeah. soon. But uh, if you go to that, it will automatically go, to, your go Facebook. to Facebook. And have you been Snapchatting more? Do you have, is your Snapchat um, open? It is. My Snapchat is the Brendan John, but I kind of hate that. So that's what <laughs> I, I'm trying to change. I, I hate my Snapchat. Like I don't respond to anyone. <laughs> I just film myself and then turn it off. Oh. I would like to say I'd have opened like last year when I wanted people to give me options for one of my YouTube videos, I opened my Snapchat up to let anyone send me stuff. And for the most part, people send me like cool stuff about their day and I like seeing it. And so keep sending too. me. Yeah. Keep. Well, not, well, yeah, the dicks, the dicks have always been there. I don't, please don't send me pictures of your dick or your blah, blah, blah. What I like seeing is stuff that you actually like when you're doing cool stuff. Send me it. I like seeing what you guys do. Like, it's fun. And it entertains me. <laughs> Which is the point. Um, okay, so, and if you don't know already, and you, I don't know how you don't know, uh, Brendan and I are doing a YouTube show that ties into the podcast. It's called GSC Rewind. It comes out every Tuesday-ish, because um, uh, sometimes I get a little behind and don't post it exactly on Tuesday. But uh, it's a really fun little three-minute uh, bit both the two of us, where you can actually see us, uh, which I guess is kind of cool, right? Um, And then, of course, uh, we do have that Patreon to help support all the wonderful things that we're doing and even more future things like, you know, bringing wonderful Australians to America to do podcast-related things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little little things like that. So make sure you check out the show notes for all of that. And from everyone here at GSC Friday, we'll say have a great weekend.